0: Thank you for listening to BLC Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message brought to you by John Crumpton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. So, if uh, it feels a little bit awkward, you'd be doing church from home, (laughs) Uh, it is going to be new patterns of learning how to respond in this new world and um, so we're going to be doing the best that we can. I just want to let you know that we're continuously working on improving our technology, so if there's a little bit of a lag between the visuals and the audio, uh, we're working on that. We should have improved already from what you would have seen at the beginning of this week uh, when we were privileged to host Bishop Joseph Garlington with us. Um, But we we know that we need to do even uh, more to improve things. So thank you for your patience. Thank you for staying with us. Really um, do trust that as we move into this next phase, this new season, that we're able to do things well. This is a standard of excellence. And um, we're we're really grateful to the the prompting of the Spirit in terms of us having our cameras and all these kinds of things been put into place just in time for for this particular uh, situation we find ourselves in. So bless you guys for that. Also, just as you pray, um, I I want you to just remember that there was a very powerful prophetic word that Sean Bolts released to the world and it happened when we were worshiping together at the kingdom come conference in other words when we were gathered in worship there was a word that impacted the entire planet and it came from among us we were part of creating the environment into which the lord spoke that very powerful word and so as we praying we know that the lord is trusting us with his word because he gave it to us in that context. And so let's steward that word well. Let's go back and revisit the prophetic word through Sean Boltz that the tide is turning. Folks, it's not going to be that we just have to sit back and let this thing wash over us. A couple of amens and a few nods. Fantastic. All right, I see you sitting in your lounge. Okay, so the, we need to rise up and we need to stand in a place of confidence and stand in a place of faith, all right? We are not defeated, and we don't have to just like let everything just happen to us, all right? We need to exercise wisdom so we're not going to be uh, a bunch of crazy um, Christians who don't think through things, okay? What do I mean by that? Well, I get really nervous when I get around believers who say, well, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus and nothing can touch me. Well, maybe so, and maybe you've been walking in that level of spiritual authority for a long period of time. Now, if you can show me that you've not been ill for five years, ever, and that you have been walking in divine health, and that no one around you has been sick at all, then I'm probably going to believe you. But if you have been suffering from things, you have you you want to step into that level of divine health, but you've not quite attained it yet. What am I trying to say to you? Please exercise good stewardship of health practices, good hygiene. While we're trusting the Lord that healing will come to people, that the disease will stop in its tracks we are still gonna be practicing good principles of basic hygiene, all right? The other thing is that even if your faith is at that level, maybe the other people around you and their faith is not yet at that level. And so you could come into contact with somebody who's got the virus and might be on your clothing, might be in your hair, All kinds of things, and you could be a carrier, you could pass it on to somebody, you might be alright, but you could be affecting and infecting someone else. And so, from a point of view of not being selfish, can we ask you to love one another? And in the love one another, don't be careless and don't be super spiritual. I hope you understand where I'm coming from and my heart in all of this. All right? So, bless you if you have got that level of faith. Keep praying for me until I get there. (laughs) All right. But we are grateful that the Lord released a prophetic word through Sean Boltz, and it was among us. Okay. What I want to do this morning, is I want us to go and look in the book of Zechariah. So it's the second last book in the, in the Old Testament, Zechariah chapter 9. And I'm um, going to pick it up uh, from verse 9, but you'll notice if you take time to read, there's a time of calamity, there's like this war going on. Isn't that interesting? And uh, And in verse 1... It says that the eyes of the world are on the Lord. It can also be simultaneously translated that the eyes of the Lord are on the whole world. And because we, we understand that every word in the Bible is inspired by the Holy Spirit, that in the original language, there's this dual meaning, and I believe that the Lord was deliberately wanting us to have both of these meanings, not just one or the other. The eyes of the whole world are looking to the Lord. Well, medicine's not fixing it. Governments can't fix it. Economies can't fix it. You can throw money at this problem. The only one who can help us, who can save us, deliver us, is the Lord. So the eyes of the whole world are on the Lord. But here's good news. The eyes of the Lord are on the whole world. And so the Lord's not just abandoned us and left us just to, you know, try and figure out a way on our own. No, God is with us. He's watching over us. And so we can take comfort in all of this. So in Zechariah chapter 9, and um, let's pick it up from from verse 9 rejoice greatly daughter zion shout daughter jerusalem see your king comes to you righteous and victorious he's lowly and he's riding on a donkey he's on a colt the foal of a donkey and obviously there's the prophetic um, fulfillment in the messiah the king jesus and we recognize this uh, when we celebrate palm sunday Verse 10, I will take away the chariots from Ephraim and the war horses from Jerusalem and the battle bow bow. Sorry, will be broken. He will proclaim peace to the nations. He will proclaim peace to the nations. Hallelujah. If ever there was a time when the nations needed to hear the proclamation that's coming from the king of all kings... It's needed now, and he's coming to proclaim peace to the nations. Hallelujah. His rule will extend from sea to sea, and from the great river to the ends of the earth. Wow, this sounds a little bit like revival, spreading to the ends of the earth, okay? As for you, because of the blood of my covenant with you, and we are part of the new covenant, hallelujah, I will free your prisoners from the waterless pit. In other words, those that are been captive in a place of drought, a place of being thirsty, a place of needing from the Lord, people might have felt imprisoned spiritually. He's coming to bring freedom. He's coming to release an outpouring of the Spirit. We're not going to be in a place of spiritual drought anymore. Oh my goodness, I don't know about you, but I am so encouraged by what the Lord is doing in the season. (laughs) So many of you are watching uh, through streaming, and the wonderful thing is that the enemy tried to use the internet for harm. And so, if you look at the usage of the internet, a huge amount of usage is for bad, wicked, negative things. Just think of pornography, for example. But the original intention, the reason God gave this innovation of the World Wide Web was so that there could be communication of the message. And just think how many millions and even billions of Christians are tuning in today around the planet and tomorrow and the next day and the day after where there are going to be messages of life and of hope, positive things that are going to be flooding the internet. The original intention of the internet is going to be restored. Isn't that phenomenal? Oh my goodness, that sounds like revival. So from waterless dungeons and pits, there's going to be a freedom coming. But here's the verse which is going to catch our attention today. Return to your fortress, you prisoners of hope. Even now, I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. Verse 14. Then the Lord will appear over them. His arrow will flash like lightning. The sovereign Lord will sound the trumpet. He will march in the storms of the south. And the Lord Almighty will shield them. They will destroy and overcome with sling stones. They will drink and roar as with wine. They will be full like a bowl used for sprinkling the corners of the altar. Kind of like this whole thing of cleansing and sprinkling. Yeah, I mean, goodness. We're cleaner than we've ever been. (laughs) All right? But there's prophetically speaking, not just of an external sprinkling and cleaning, but there's going to be an internal cleaning by the Spirit. So good. Verse 16. The Lord their God will save His people on that day, as a shepherd saves his flock. The Lord is going to bring great works of salvation across the planet over these next weeks. They will sparkle in His land like jewels in a corona. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Like jewels in the crown, we're going to sparkle. God's people are going to sparkle during this time of corona. Oh! How attractive and beautiful they will be. Grain will make the young men thrive and new wine the young women. In other words, God is going to release a harvest. There's going to be enough supply. There's going to be grain. There's going to be food. There's going to be drink. It's going to be a good time. Do not panic. Do not fear. You don't need to stockpile. There's going to be enough to go around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not only that, but we're going to be attractive. People are going to come looking. They're going to see that we are a little bit different. Why? Because we're not driven by fear. We're people who live with hope. And the Lord is going to do something and he's going to cause us to rise up like a true crown with jewels in it that's going to sparkle. And we're going to cause other people... To come out of their prisons of fear and come into the fortress of hope, so won 't you just have a look at verse twelve, and it says, Return to your fortress, you prisoners of hope, even now, I announce that I will restore twice as much to you that 's from the, the NIV. From the the ESV, the English Standard Version, says, Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will restore to you double. Now, I just want us to note a couple of things that the Lord gives prophetic words to His people, and He announces things ahead of time in order that when we get into the storm, We know that the storm is not the thing that's going to define us. The storm is not the destination. The promise is the destination. And so we find ourselves in a tension between where we are and where the Lord is calling us to be. And that tension gives us the energy to move from where we are to where we need to be by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right? So, it's not like, wow, we have all these these, uh, circumstances that are the exact opposite of what the Lord was promising of the prophetic words. Well, it must mean that the prophetic words were wrong. No. He knew that a storm was coming. But he gave us words of hope and of comfort beforehand, So that we would go through the storm and we wouldn't get stuck in the middle of the storm. So the prophetic words that the Lord has given to us at the beginning of this year. So many words about double, about increase, about coming into alignment. All of these words are still true. And that we should hold on to these words because they're going to carry us through these next few months. The circumstances might be manifesting the exact opposite of what the Lord wants to do. Do not panic. Do not take your cue from the circumstances as though that was the final word. It is not the final word. What God says, now that's the word we want to hold on to. I was, I was intrigued as I was, you know, just reflecting on the last few weeks, I've been preaching and trying to encourage us that we would have a mindset to get ready for double portion, that we would have no longer uh, a hold, if you like, or that a poverty mentality would not have a hold on us, but that we would grab a hold of an abundance mentality, and that we would open our hearts and our minds to be able to step into the new season that God has for us. And so we were speaking about double portion, about increase, about growth, about favor, about all of these things that the Lord wants to do. And I, I was thinking, oh my goodness, was I, was I missing things in terms of not preparing us well for what we're going to be facing? Oh my goodness. Zechariah 9 verse 12. Today I declare to you. When did that declaration come? The declaration came and they were in the middle of the war. In the middle of the war, God gave this promise. He said, now listen, I'm telling you today, I'm going to restore to you twice as much, double, double portion. What's my point? Your business might be up against the wall. Your job might be in jeopardy. Your income stream might be coming back down to zero. Do not fear. Do not panic. This is not the end. This is the Lord's word to his people. This is not my word. This is his word. He's saying, listen, doesn't matter what the locusts have done, I'm going to restore double. It's kind of like, I I don't know if you are actually getting this. He's saying, I'm not going to restore back to you what you lost. He said, I'm going to restore to you twice as much. This is mind-blowing stuff. Now listen, God gave the word and he's able to fulfill it. The pressure is on him, not on you, not on me, not on us. The pressure is on him. So our eyes are on him even as his eyes are on us. Lord, we don't know how you're going to do this thing, but we're okay that you can do it. You promised to do it. You want to do it. So we're going to position our hearts to trust you that even if we see things draining away, going to zero, maybe even going into negative territory, you can not just restore what was lost, but you're going to give twice as much. I'm in for that. Come on, let's make the devil pay for what's happening don't you just love that (laughs) Oh, verse 12 says return to your stronghold or return to your fortress in other words there needs to be a very specific going to a place if you've been in fear in any way If you've been tuning into the news media and you're getting unsettled, you're starting to get worried, you're starting to get anxious, perhaps you didn't sleep well last night, your mind is turning around, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen with my loved ones, what's going to happen with people who are in the critical uh, age range, what's going to happen to them, will I lose them, And, and there's There's all this anxiety that's going around. The Holy Spirit is saying to you today, return. Repent. Change the way you think. You're going to the wrong place of strength. Fear is a very strong thing. Even as Daryl was telling us, A whole nation, because of fear, did something they knew was wrong. They bowed to the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. Fear is a very strong and powerful thing. But we're not going to that strong place. We're going to the strong place of faith and of hope. It is God. If you look in Joel chapter 3 verse 16, The Lord will roar from Zion... And thunder from Jerusalem. The earth and the heavens will tremble, will shake. There's a whole lot of shaking going on. Hmm. But the Lord will be a refuge for his people. He's going to be a stronghold for the people of Israel. Hebrews 6 verse 19. Verse 18 and 19. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to Him, we've returned to Him, we have fled to Him for refuge, can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor. For our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary, as from the New Living Translation. In other words, a stronghold or a strong tower or a fortress is a place of safety that we can run to. Many times in Christian um, understanding, we think. Automatically that a stronghold is always a negative thing. So we, we wage not war like the weapons of this world. We, we take every thought captive and we bring down the stronghold. And, and so we automatically have an association with a stronghold being a negative thing. But I want to tell you that a stronghold can also be a positive thing. So the Psalms tell us that we would run to the Lord because he's like a strong tower. In other words, he's our place of safety, of refuge against the attacks of the enemy, against the storms of life. We find our place of refuge, our place of safety. And the Lord is basically saying to us, change the way you think, grab a hold of your mind, grab a hold of your thought processes, repent, repent means change the way you think, and latch on to, hold on to, hope. In fact, go so far as to imagine yourself as being captured, as being a prisoner of hope. It's like hope has got you. Oh, you got me yeah, hope owns me now. Yeah, I belong to hope. Ask the Holy Spirit to so take a hold of you that you become owned, captured by hope. Hey, what's going on? I'm oh, not too sure. You're not following the news. No, look, I mean, I, I watch what's happening on the news, but that's not capturing my attention. The prince of peace is capturing my attention. I choose to live in a place in a state of hope and positive expectation that God is good and he's going to cause all things, all things, to work together for good. Even for my good. I don't have to figure it out. I don't even know how he's going to do it. Yeah, it's above my pay grade. In other words, God is the one who's got to get this thing figured out. My role in this is to retreat into this place of faith. Of hope. Of trusting in him. That this is not the end. This is not the end of the world. We spent some time working through the book of Colossians. One of the things that the Lord was doing for us, he was giving us a better biblical understanding of what he's doing. That when something comes across our path, we could feel like a counterfeit note, is this genuine or it just doesn't feel right? Folks, there are a lot of social postings that are going on that just don't feel right. Folks, we're not going to get... A barcode imprinted in our forest forehead. We, we, we're not going to have the mark of the beast. We, we're not ushering in a one world government because of coronavirus. Folks, just in your spirit, you know. We're not going for that stuff. So please, just as much as the government is asking you not to pass along fake news with regards to health updates please can I ask you not to pass along those kinds of spiritual posts because they will not do your spiritual health much good or the people around you those kinds of posts give way too much credit to the devil and empower him to release more fear on the planet, and even fear in the hearts of believers. This is not right. No, no, no. Return to the stronghold of hope. Return. Make a conscious, active choice decision. I'm not going in that direction of fear and hopelessness and despair and the devil is winning. Oh, the mark of the beast. Oh, one world government. Oh, it's all collapsing. Oh, this is a conspiracy. It's not. This is a very real thing we're facing, but God is bigger, and we retreat into him. So we're praying against fear, fear of lack, fear of uncertainty, the future, my business, finances, my health, loved ones. No, 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 we're captured by hope. So we pray in the middle of all of this for supernatural deliverance we do all the good things, we wash our hands we make sure that we're practicing social distancing all this kind of stuff we stay in a place of hope and a place of faith if we come across someone who's been infected we immediately spring into the front foot we're not back foot believers, we're front foot believers, we step into the place of hope, Lord we're trusting you for supernatural healing Come on, this thing is presenting like the flu. We used to tease one another about, you know what, back in the day, all we had faith for was to pray for a headache and for flu. And now the Lord has taken us to a level of faith for trusting him for for other things. Whether it be cancers or, you know, whatever. Whatever aches, pains, breaks, metal disappearing, all these things, limbs, you know, being reformed, creative miracles, blind eyes opening, deaf ears opening, all these things. It's kind of like, wow, isn't it amazing? You know, once upon a time, all we had faith for was the flu, but now the Lord has raised us into a new level of faith. Hello. We've got the faith to pray for flu. Let me try I'm trying another home. We've got the faith to pray for flu. And the Lord will come through powerfully. Hallelujah. So we get on the front foot. We don't get in despair. Oh, it's too late. Nothing we can do. No, 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 no. Supernatural believers. We're believing in a supernatural God. And we need supernatural answers in our world. Folks, we're going to bounce back we are going to bounce back. We're trusting the Lord for good things in the future. Amen? Amen. All right. I've got some more scriptures we'll share with you through the week uh, around peace and around hope and all these kinds of things. But I think that's kind of like enough for us right now. But I just want you to know God has got this. God has got this. Folks, do not consign yourself to the dungeon, the waterless pit, of despair, depression, hopelessness. No, no, no. We're free from that. We're now in the stronghold of hope. Return to that fortress. Okay? This is probably going to be a theme for us over these next months that we have to consciously remind ourselves, you know what? I was slipping out of the the side door. Now I'm I'm, I'm turning, I'm coming back to this fortress of hope. We're going to have to encourage each other, Um, but just to know that God has got this. So, Lord, we just thank you that we can put our hope and our trust in you. That in you, we have our being, our life, everything about us is in you. So we put our hope and our trust in you in the middle of the storm knowing that this is not the end, knowing that the best is yet to come, knowing that you're going to bring us through, and we hold on to this prophetic promise that you will restore twice as much, double portion. It's our inheritance as your people, as your children. So our eyes are on you, even as your eyes are on us, so we can rest in this place of peace and of hope. Hallelujah. And all God's people around the planet said, Amen. 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 (laughs) All right. Fantastic. Folks, just a a couple of things that I just want to uh, close off uh, my section here before Daryl releases some some words and and prays for people we are going to have to, as a faith community, step into some new arrangements. And so um, I want to just acknowledge that about four weeks ago, we were praying as a leadership team before the meeting, and the Lord gave us an impression, a very clear impression, that things were going to change, were never going to be the same again, and was going to come soon. That was four weeks ago. We didn't know exactly what it was going to be. We certainly didn't know it was going to be this. But the Lord prepared our hearts as a leadership four weeks ago. Absolute clarity. Things are going to be completely different at breakthrough. It's kind of like, wow, thank you, Lord, for that warning. All right. So, folks, today is the last of the public gatherings of Breakthrough Family. For the next while. We are not going to be doing. 100 person gatherings. Again. We are not going to be having. Community connect groups. By everybody. We are not going to be doing that again. On Wednesdays or on Sundays. What we are going to do. Is we are going to be streaming. Messages to you. And you can watch it. In your homes. We really need to take this thing seriously as believers, being on the front foot and not just waiting for the government to tell us what is a good idea. All right? we, we want to ensure that we are doing our part to protect those that we love. And so, no more gatherings at all are going to take place uh, with, with breakthrough. We'll stream a message. At 10.30 on a Sunday morning, we probably will also do some links for you to be able to have a time of worship. You can um, do that together in your lounge and uh, we'll give you some good resource that we would encourage you to, to, uh, to take advantage of and then there will be a, a message that will also be streamed that will follow on from that. We will also be streaming a prayer time at one o'clock each day, we're going to start from Tuesday this week. Just give us uh, a day or so to get ourselves organized. But from this Tuesday, one o'clock, for 15 minutes, we're just going to gather together online and have some, some prayer times. And uh, we'll, we'll also use that as a, as a method of, of communicating to everybody what's going on. And then we want to encourage you to take one day a week to to pray and to fast. We want to pray that there would be the vaccine would be found. We want to pray that that the death rate would would plummet. We want to pray that that disaster and calamity which could come to this nation actually doesn't. Come on. You know we, we want to stand up, rise up in faith, and not just say, well "Look, these are the stats. These are the averages. This is going to wash across the country." It's kind of like, no, 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 no. We actually want to push against that tide. We want to turn the tide in the realm of the Spirit. So I encourage you to take a a day on Wednesdays, and uh, let's join with people around the world as we fast and we pray for an end to this coronavirus. And uh, practically, I want to encourage you to reach out to your neighbors, those who live near you, uh, next door to you, you know, Good Samaritan, who is my neighbor? Well, it's anybody is around you. And so reach out to your neighbors. It's a great opportunity for Mission Love One for you to actually show the love of God uh, to people, uh, show some concern, pray for them you know, over, the, over the fence, over the wall, whatever it is. Uh, just make sure that your hands are clean before you pass the tray over. Um, and bless them you know perhaps what you can do is you can cook a little bit extra in terms of your your evening meal and tell them listen hey this is what we're going to do and uh, you don't have to cook tonight we've, we've got something for you and all of this is in preparation for what we believe is an imminent uh, lockdown in the nation now please don't get panicked Um, But we do need to slow things right down in terms of our movements and our interactions. And so, um, folks, just bear in mind that essential services will continue Probably you still will be able to go to the shop and buy food. In many other nations, this is how they're doing it. You can still get to the shop, still get your food, still do these kinds of things. But in terms of office blocks and and those kinds of things, any kind of social gatherings are stopped. There's no birthday parties. There's, there's no brides. There's, there's none of these kinds of things. We're actually minimizing our social uh, interaction in that way. But we can make contact with the people who live on either side of us, around us, that sort of thing. Not that you're going to be spending time in their house, but you can do so in terms of blessing them with meals, take care of them. Also, if there are folks that are um, elderly who, who live near you, please, if anyone is over the age of 60, you're in a vulnerable um, age range. If you're over 70, you're now in a very, very dangerous uh, age range, and of course the older you, you get from that, it, it, it's really very uh, a critical age range. So we, we're encouraging people to, uh, to self-isolate. If you're a senior citizen, please, um, no hugging, no kissing, no nothing with your grandchildren. We want you to be, be around um, at the end of this year. And uh, so it's for your own good that we want to encourage people to actually practice uh, these stringent uh, self-isolation um, techniques. Again, please don't stock up and stockpile uh, face masks. You don't need it. You're not a doctor. Um, and it's, this is not an airborne virus. It's, it comes with droplets. Uh, you probably don't need a hand sanitizer. You've got soap at home it's only when you're going out and most of the stores when you get to the front doors of the store they'll have hand sanitizer for you you'll be fine and folks are saying well how long is this going to last it's good for us just to have a bit of mental preparation it's probably going to be an altered lifestyle for at least the next four months at least probably longer And uh, so you need to just prepare yourself. So what are we going to do? How are we going to get through this thing? Are we going to get through? Yes, we are. Are we going to come out the other side victorious? Yes, we are. Okay? Look for the redemptive purpose in this time. Think of it as having a sabbatical. We all get a sabbatical. And you, and you, and you, and you, you all get a sabbatical. All right? So... Opportunities to connect as a family. Take time to play together. You get out those old-fashioned games like Monopoly, Snakes and Ladders, whatever it is. If you are self-isolating, get up every morning. Shower, get dressed. Don't lounge around in your pajamas all day. You're going to get cabin fever. Do some exercise. Do some intentional things. Maybe read a book. Maybe study something that you didn't have the opportunity to study. How about the fact that there was a prophetic sense that the Lord was going to release books, workbooks, curriculum. Well, you're going to have the next four months to write your curriculum. So we're going to redeem the time. We're going to use it as an opportunity to connect with our children in ways... That we weren't able to in the past. And so um, be at peace. And let's use this as a, as a time of moving forward. Amen? And so I'm just going to release a blessing over you. Perhaps you want to stand in your lounge. Uh, you've been sitting for a bit. But this passage from Romans 15 is just such a, a close verse for us here at, at Breakthrough. And I, and I know that this is going to encourage all of us. So perhaps together we can say this together. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. May the Lord bless you, keep you, make His face shine upon you. May His glory be upon you and in you and shine through you. May you be shielded and protected from all the viruses that are doing the rounds. And may you rise up with hope, joy, and love for the Lord and for your neighbor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Bless you.